Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Two Ponies, as recorded with bad internet and a different microphone. It's still fun. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. What's going on? Oh, just getting some stuff set up for class tomorrow. Oh. Um, I, got, I got home <clears throat> um, not that long ago. Had to do some errands and get some stuff uh, situated before, uh, <laughs> before, before this. And so I had to I come out and get ready uh, for for school and to get to get all this done. So I'm just kind of getting stuff organized, getting uh, reestablished or reacclimated, and should be good to go here in a little bit. So what are you all up to? What are you What are you learning in class? Or what are you teaching in class? Unless you're learning uh, too, and then you can you can relay that. So this week we're finishing up with world religion, uh, the world religion of basics and kind of like introduction to like Islam and kind of what that means in like today's culture and society and kind of how it relates to, you know, these kids. Um, and then with history, <clears throat> uh, finishing up with some ancient civilizations, um, the Incas, and then we got a test next week. So getting ready for that. Um so Woo-hoo I'm just kind of reading. I'm just, huh? Woohoo testing. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to do a test test in a while because every time I get one scheduled, they're all like, oh, this is a half day. Or, oh, we have an assembly. Or, oh, we're doing this today. And so I just had to keep pushing tests back. And so nice. I partially feel a little bad um, because I'm doing like two to three units, like all in one. So I'm like, ah, it's fine. So. Yeah, it's the worst that could happen. Uh, yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm actually pretty pretty excited. My kids are pretty excited to finally see what they're they're made of. So yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Uh, full practice was a little bit long. Uh, had to go get Shelby's car and do some more oh. adventuring. And uh, yeah, back got like 20 minutes ago, so I'm good to go. Nice on yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? I I want to know why you sound bizarre. Did I miss that <laughs> when I was clicking the oh, seventy five um, prompts of yes, I do really want to join the meeting. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, I am doing a remote recording, uh, and I have allergies, so um, my voice I, I'm, uh, I'm plugged up, and I uh, am on. I'm in a new room, and I have a um. So the thing is, is I bought a new computer because my old one was old and I wasn't, it was not functioning. So I bought a new one. However, the ports that my computer have, I cannot plug my microphone into. And so, um, without bringing a bit like of a an massive adapter that, re- <laughs> that requires, cause I was like, Oh sweet. Well, I'll just get this like little dock. So I have a dock, but the dock requires power. Um, and then I, uh, uh, and then I don't have that. I just have my computer. So I'm, I'm using, uh, earbuds to do this and 
God, I'm in a room and I'm sick. So if I sound all like, man, the, probably, the here, trifecta, let me, let me get under, let me get here. Do I sound any better if I'm like this? Huh? Huh? Better is not the right word. Any better? Oh, okay, better is no. not the right word. For a That's brief like, second, cool. you sounded better. Okay. I put a blanket so like, over my head. When you were on your way into the blanket, <laughs> it sounded better. And then like oh, when you were under it, it sounded worse again. So that's a really not. confusing. Okay. Yeah, that was really weird. Okay. So uh I'll yeah, anyway, I am re- around me. <clears throat> Sweet. Uh I'm recovering from the longest week in the history of the universe, also known as Parent Teacher Conference no. Week. So Dying over here. <laughs> oh no! We had parent-teacher conferences Monday and Tuesday, and today was our like celebration for the end of first quarter, like positive behavior thing. So, like, <laughs> uh, <I was> okay, <laughs> nice. So, like, yeah, so we were at, we did parent teacher conferences Monday and Tuesday. So that means I had to stay at school till seven o'clock, uh, <clears throat> which is fun and exciting. And all the parents came, and it was great fun, except for the one that yelled at us. But that's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no! And then uh, what did you? Yeah, do? we did all that. Uh, you know, it's apparently my fault when your student doesn't ever turn their work in. You know, so it's fine. <laughs> I understand. Nice. Yeah, but other than that, it was all right. And so that was Monday and Tuesday. And then today was our, because of our PBIS thing, which as past listeners will know, I don't actually remember what it stands for. Um, we, <laughs> we, we, I think it's positive behavior intervention supports question mark. I'm bad at acronyms. I just, they just don't say the full thing ever. So I don't know. <clears throat> but like if they've met expectations and met certain goals, they get to go on a, like a reward trip. Right. It's kind of like a thing. So today was the day and we went to the corn maze. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> so I broke my streak Which, of nice. never going to a corn maze. However, I did not go in the corn maze, so I feel like it's still, we're still going to oh. count it. We're still going to count my streak as intact because I did not enter the corn maze. <laughs> so, so which corn maze? This is, uh, went to the one in Exeter. Right. And apparently it's like it's hum it's okay, I was not expecting this whole thing. It's like a theme park. Right? Like buildings stuff and like games and activities and stuff. It's crazy. I was unaware oh my gosh. altogether that this was such a thing, right? It's like not all the stuff was open today because it was just like for field trips. There was other there's a couple other schools there, but yeah. There wasn't that many kids, so it was pretty nice. And, uh, yeah, so we got to go around and, and, uh, just kind of be outside all day. It was kind of cool. The kids were like nice. a little confused because, like, all we could, like, wait, 
do we have to like go around in groups and we're like, no, you're in sixth grade. We're going to turn you loose. And they're like, are you sure? Really? And a couple of them, I was like, should I not? Is there something you're not telling me? And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, they did. They had a lot of fun. I think uh, the corn maze phenomenon itself still confuses me. Like, I don't really understand the point. So, you know, as still not going inside, I guess I won't understand, but like for those listeners, yeah. uh, maybe listening outside the Midwest or perhaps abroad, a corn maze is exactly what it sounds like. Some people giant field of corn and then create a maze inside of it to navigate. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, yeah. during Halloween, there's like a spooky section where like you go at night and like people jump out and pretend to murder you, which is a plan, I guess. I don't know why you would want to do that, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> scary. So yeah, it's a, it's a really popular thing. <clears throat> and I don't understand why. I don't see the appeal of wandering through a maze of corn. And today I realized that I'm a little, I'm a little upset with the term corn maze. Now I feel like there has been a giant missed opportunity to call it a maze maze. Right. Why is it not called a maze maze? This is, this is where I'll put the cricket sound. Yeah, uh, mm. I know. It's, it should be called a maze maze, dang it. That would be so much better. No, it's too... No, it's not. So this is a missed opportunity. No, no. This is a misbranded thing. I think somebody should call theirs the maze maze. It's so much better. I love it. <laughs> I can see the shirt now. Well, there you go. Right, well, the alliteration is beautiful for marketing. This is <laughs> this is the uh, this is the kind of quality uh, help you get from the uh, O Brother uh, marketing group. Uh, you can get this kind it's of true. wonderful feedback about. <laughs> like it was kind of everything. Right? So they like barn things, right? So it's like the open sides on a bunch of them. There's just like stuff in them, yeah. and like there's one that had like some hay swings, but like mini hay swings, and like some uh, paintball. But it was like a a shooting gallery, but it was like paintball guns, you know, like drilled to the thing, so you couldn't shoot your friends, which is good. Uh, like basketball hoopy thing, like like the arcade basketball game where you just like. You shoot it, it rolls back down the ramp to you, and you shoot it again. They had one of those. They had a distressingly large pit of just corn kernels. And I don't really know what you're supposed to do with it. Like, little kids were, like, in it. And that was kind of weird. <laughs> I didn't really know why. Well, so I will say, <laughs> we, so, not to interrupt the story here, I'm going to let you finish. Uh, but we did, we took the kids to a corn maze. Um, we went during the day, and it was a very, very simplistic corn maze, oh, which is very oh, good. The what? kids had never experienced that. And they'd always asked about walking in the cornfield, because we have a lot of corn around us. 
And so it was actually really nice to be able to go and see what things were and go touch them, talk about them. Um, but from the corn that they had harvested to make the maize, they had then also dumped them in a giant pit. But then, and this is the genius part, they had placed a slide at one end. So you could slide down into the corn kernels. And I'm not saying it was a lot of fun, but I went down the slide a couple of times. I'll take your word for it. This place had a big slide, but it wasn't into the corn. It was like a separate attraction. So there was like a slide. Oh, interesting. And a pit of corn. Mm. So like it was like a big two story slide thing. It was kind of <laughs> cool. Right. But yeah, the oh, kids wow. had a lot of fun. And so that's all that really matters. Uh, I don't. I think if we would have been there much longer, they would have started to been like, I am bored now. But like, <laughs> but as a sixth yeah. grader who gets to wander around free range uh, for a while, they did pretty good. So it's exciting. Yeah, that's, but but good gravy. Am I exhausted? <laughs> <laughs> and I still have to go. We get Friday off, but I have to go back tomorrow. <laughs> no. So. Oh, no. Yes. It's terribly long. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Parent teaching and being around way too much corn. <laughs> way too much corn. <laughs> I don't think that's. Way too much corn. Too much corn. Oh, you can. Trust me. Too much corn. So what are you doing? Why are you remoting? I am currently house-sitting um, a dog. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, and, yes, house-sitting a dog. Uh, interestingly, they wanted him to sleep here. And then during the day to take him to our house for daycare. So in the daytime, he's at our house. But then he comes home to sleep and we come with him. And and he That's sleeps. very with, odd. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he sleeps in his kennel with this classical music playing. And his sleepy time treat, and the white noise machine that plays in the other room. Oh. Dude, what? Okay. He's he's wow. Yeah, he's a very good dog. Um, there's a lot, but he is a good dog. Tonight is the last night that he that he gets to do that. We are doing this, and then tomorrow I go to another house to do house sitting. Um. For a different dog, Gracie, we have previously recorded an episode on her back porch while there was the escaped convict oh. running loose. Yes. If we can think back to that. I wonder what episode that was. But yes, I recall this. Sometime around the 4th of July. Yeah, I think there was fireworks. Because there were also um, fireworks. Yes. 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 Um, and... Uh, so, yeah, so we're here. He's good. It's fine. Uh, we have been doing the uh, chicken pox thing at home. I don't know if I, did I tell you guys that. Oh, how yeah, exciting. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty fun. Um, and I guess, I guess, did I send you that, that funny joke? Um, did that, that, oh, that probably didn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah. So when she said, I'm eating chicken pox, that's because she has chicken pox and she thought it was funny. Um, uh, and- that, that is an important context that I did not understand. I was like, those are just mm-hmm. popcorn chicken. I don't understand what you're talking about. Yes. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. So just her or both? Um, uh, just her for now. Um, and we're just watching Noah and waiting to see. Um, hers are, hers are weird. I, um, she has, um, she has, they didn't, they, you know, when I remember getting them, they were like little red bumps all over my body. Right. Like, did my, am I misremembering that? Okay. Hers are not little tiny red bumps. Like she still has bumps but they're more spread out and there's fewer of them, but they still itch. They still came in. They're healing over now. Um, but she wasn't like, like I've seen kids with chicken pox. They're like literally covered from their scalp to their toes. And she has probably like 40 on her body. Maybe, maybe 40. Um, that's how, that's how mine and, was. I remember. Cause I, mine okay. was relatively okay. like chill like that. I had, I had them. And they itched like mad, but I did not have as many as you did. Cause I remember you basically looking like okay. a polka dotted mess. And I was like, yo, mine weren't that bad. <laughs> Even when I was like a little, I was like, yeah, yeah. My, I didn't get them that bad. I don't know what's happening here. So I had them and I do remember cool. them being awful, but like mine weren't. Yeah. Uh, I feel like my arms and my chest. The most. I mean, if I had some legs too, but like that's the part I remember the most. That's interesting. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. It is because again, like she has them, and they are, you know, they're numerous, but not like like I like again, like I remember being just absolutely covered. So that's interesting. Um, but she did really well with them, like really, really well. Uh, didn't scratch them very much. Has let them, you know, do the scabbing over thing and. Um, we've been doing, you know, calamine lotion, which is good because she likes it that it's pink, right? Cause she likes pink. So we can use the pink calamine oh, lotion. Yeah. And then she, Perfect. she already liked you can sing the song from Boy Scout so, Camp. I believe there's a song about that. Oh no. Do I, do I know that one? <laughs> I know that one. I don't know. I just seem to recall that there was one. Anyway, oatmeal baths. Okay. It can be like, yep. Um, an an oat in the meal. She, <laughs> she does. She does. She likes uh, uh, oatmeal baths, so that made it pretty easy. And um, I think we're pretty much on the downhill of it. Um, we'll see how it progresses. And then the only thing that really I noticed with her, and this is what really cued me into it, because I was like, at first I thought it was because we've had um, biting midges around town recently. I don't know if you guys have had that at this time, but everybody's talking about them. They're a big problem. And so at first I thought, oh, these things that I'm seeing on her legs, those might just be bites because I have them on my arms too. But then I noticed that her um, uh, lymph nodes on the back of her neck were huge and very tender to the touch. And so Mm -hmm. um, 
And I was like, huh, this isn't normal. And that's probably the only thing that has been more discomforting to her was that her the lymph nodes on the back of her neck were tender. Um, that bothered her more than the, the itching and the actual pox. That's crazy. Wow. Aaron, do you remember your chicken pox experience? No, because I was Sorry. too little. Um, oh, do you? Yeah, I was. I, I've seen pictures of me, and although I looked adorable because I had red hair, um, the red chicken pox looked atrocious. <laughs> um, I, I honestly don't remember them, but I remember hearing like mom and Mimi telling me that I had them. So I always just I'm like, oh yeah, I had them because they told me. Um, so I, I don't, I don't physically remember me having chicken pox. Um, or anything of the kind. I've, I've definitely had okay. like um, uh, uh, poison ivy and poison oak before, um, as far as like red rashy goes. Um, I cannot express to you how fun it was to go to school with like my arm wrapped in some sort of cloth with some goo and pantyhose. Um, yeah, uh, that was that was a fun experience. But yeah, I, I don't I don't That's remember. Very I, exciting. I, I obviously. had chickenpox. I just don't remember having chickenpox. Okay. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I do remember you being quite. I was in first grade. I remember. That's about all. But I do I do have a vague memory of a very small Aaron. So maybe you got him at the same time as Colin did. That would be explain that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I that's, uh, that's not a lot of fun, Colin. Very sorry to have. No. <laughs> It's it's okay, and and we're you know we're well. Uh, again, we're just kind of waiting for Noah, and apparently it can take up to like a week before the sibling can show some signs and symptoms. But also, a kid is transmissible one to two days before they show any signs. So it's like, how like do we just hold back Noah from school until he shows symptoms, or do like? How do we navigate this? Because I don't want to keep him out for up to three weeks with this. But also, I don't want to be sending him to school, not knowing when the day is going to be, and then be like, oh, it was yesterday. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Oh, yes. The fun times. <laughs> it, has, it has brought up an interesting point of conversation uh, that uh, really grosses Megan out. Um, you know, when the when the so smallpox is like it's a pox so it's it's like um uh, all the other poxes from the world um and uh what's the what's the so smallpox right so smallpox is a is a derivative of it and uh do you know i told this to megan and she was like that's utterly disgusting I i know do you know what some of the earliest forms of vaccines were against smallpox alcohol It was like straight up exposing them to the smallpox, like stuff, like the excretion. Yes, sure they did. Well, <laughs> true, but they would also harvest the scabs of the pox off of people, and then either eat it or grind those into dust and have them snort it. That's that's very <laughs> distressing, and I can fully understand why Megan is put off by this because that is horrid and then <laughs> i know i was like this is isn't that disgusting? Megan, i do she's not like, blame you Please, for like, ever. being greatly distressed by this this knowledge 
<laughs> She's like, please don't, please don't say, tell, tell me that anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you say it so, every day, don't you? Like, mm-hmm. I go, I <laughs> while go, she's eating those, ground up little, things, like, hey, scabs. guess what? Hey, look at those, oh, look at those little God. scabs on your daughter. People used to eat those. That's what I do. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a fun week. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Blah. Oh, wow. yeah. So, uh, other than that, uh, it's been good. The moon is beautiful these days. I don't know if you guys look at the moon. It's, that, no, it's, uh, it's big. <laughs> okay, no. fine. Whatever. I'm trying. To, I don't want to be outside anymore to today. But, I'm uh, over it. I'm. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. So we <laughs> we had uh, homecoming last week last week was a was a three-day weekend or was a three-day week at school which i did not know about until monday uh of last week because i had my whole lesson plan and they're like oh yeah well you know we don't have school friday and i'm like "Mm, sorry what's that i'm like oh yeah it's fall break um so we had so we had homecoming Mm -hmm. uh which again i didn't know any of the days like i didn't know like oh on this day we're wearing like red white and blue so i show up wearing like orange and then they're like you're not supposed to wear that and i was like well i I didn't know i'm sorry um i I forgot how like i forgot how like homecoming like parades and stuff in a small town of kind of how like neat they are um so we, we had homecoming thursday which um we didn't have school that day so it was kind of just like a weird day in general and shelby and her mom came down and I, I notice I have I I do something in class um, where if I need to get the kids' attention, I do this quick little kind of whistle. So like just to get the kids' attention, and they and they sit there. And so at the game, it's like seven o'clock. Game's about to start. I'm getting things set up, and I keep hearing this. It's like, what the heck? is that sound and i turn around and our father is standing behind the bleachers just sitting there with the biggest smile on his face i was like oh my Ah. gosh dad but but then i I sat there and i was like oh that's where i get that from where you know dad dad was on the tractor or whatever growing up and he'd be like hey go over there that's that's where i get that from and so dad yeah, as soon as you said uh, that, I was so oh, that's dad. dad. Dad got to meet Shelby's mom for the first time, and they they had a blast. Oh, of course, good. Dad didn't didn't stay the whole game because he had like a you know twelve hour drive home. But I was sitting there and I was talking with one of my students, and they're like, "Coach, someone's doing your whistle." I'm like, "I beg your pardon," and I turn around and there's Dad. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, <laughs> and see, so yeah, the rest of our week is pretty chill. <laughs> it's actually his whistle. It's actually his whistle. And they and they look yes. at me and they're like, "Oh my gosh, is that your dad? It looks like you." And I'm like, "Shut up! No, it doesn't. Y'all, you can shut up. Go away, mm-hmm. kids." Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. That was kind of the, the highlight of my last week. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got another. We got a a, a a district game this Friday. Um, that's knock on wood supposed to be easy. Um, next next week definitely does not is not going to be easy. Um, but the week after that, if we win two district games, we'll be in the playoffs. So 
that is what we are hoping for. Um, so, but I am definitely, definitely ready for football season to be over. I, it's I'm so tired. So, yeah, I'm bad. I'm just, I'm just waiting for football season <laughs> to be over, and so I can actually like come home at a decent time and relax and get stuff done. So I'm not like having to lesson plan while I'm uh, podcasting. So that's, if you hear me scribbling or saying muttering under my breath, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Anyway. So. Oh yeah. Gotcha. That's fine. No worries. Quick sidetrack or side question, Colin. Um, for for doggos, do. um, our upstairs neighbor leaves their dog at home pretty much in a crate like all day and they don't get home till late. And this dog just like howls. Yeah. Um, you can kind of hear in the background every yeah. once in a while. Is there anything that we should do to help? Should we like notify the apartment people or like uh, talk to this guy? Because I'm—I mean, you can hear from the parking lot sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I would—I would talk to the owner. Um, just let them know because they have no yeah. idea what their dog does when they leave. And then, but you need to offer either a solution or some advice. Um, you can get uh, lick mats. You can get puzzles. You can get calming uh, things for the dog. They can um, put a cover over the crate. That's really, we have a lot of people who do that. They put a cover, so it's kind of like a canary, right? It's like, ooh, if I can't yeah. see the world, it's not there. So I'll just go to sleep. And then um, and then there's, uh, obviously, you could do medications. You could uh, leave the t- have them watch the TV with um, a white noise playing. There's a lot more environmental things. And then there is the, um, hiring somebody to come over in the middle of the day to take yeah. the dog for a walk uh to get out to get out a lot of energy um but there's there are a lot of things to do and then just like it sounds like they're not quite yeah. crate trained uh so that takes that's a process of making sure that they are actually used to it and that it is a positive place for them um but there's environmental stuff that they should probably make sure they address uh. first before they move into the other training. Cause he may be surprised like, Oh, if I leave white noise on or if I leave the TV on, it's fine. But then like sometimes that doesn't work. So it's howling over the midday news. So you're like, okay, well now I've got to do something else, but it could just yeah. be bored um, or it could be needed energy out. Um, I would talk to the owner first, if you're comfortable with that. Um, Cause they have no idea they have, or you may be surprised. Um, you could just approach it by saying, hi, I'm your neighbor downstairs. And did you know that your dog howls a lot um, during, in the middle of the day? Um, or hi, I'm your neighbor downstairs. Does your dog like being in the kennel? Maybe a better one just so you can gauge. So if they're like, oh, he absolutely loves it. He has no problem at all. Then you can be like, I yeah. hate to break it to you. Um, or, or if they're like, Oh yeah, no, I, I know he hates it. You can be like, yeah, we noticed. Have you thought about doing, uh, you know, uh, you know, treats or a puzzle or um, or okay. something like that? Neat, because yes, I, I mean, I think I don't even know if they're home right now. We saw lights on when we got back, and they the, the lights were like were on, and sure enough, that dog was was a howling. So, um, I just thought about you know, interacting with them, either just like leaving a note, like, Hey, you know, your dog howls during the day. Just wanted to let you know, because our schedule is offset and I don't want to yeah. just like go up there and knock and 
cause that dog to stir up when I don't want it to. <clears throat> and so I'll just I'll just think picking your brain oh, to sure. see if there's any ideas or how you would kind of handle the situation. Um, I call myself a people person, but then I'm like, I actually hate people and I don't want to talk to anybody if I have to. So that's kind of where I was kind of on the fence with, with it and just kind of see what, what you would recommend. Yeah. No, I mean, those things, um, it, it's got, sounds like it might also have some separation anxiety. Um, and you know, it's, Separation anxiety mixed with improper crate training is a, it's a lot of, there are a lot of anxieties that go into that. Um, I mean, it, they kind of build on each other because the dog is like anxious that you left and now the dog is anxious that you locked yeah. them in a little tiny room. But crate training is one of the best things you can do and is really good for the dog. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, working on things, having them work on things like, exercising or again like before you put them in like that's another big thing that a lot of people don't do is they they don't um get them worn out they like get up in the morning they go to pee and then they come back in and put them in the crate uh and then the, there the dog sits for nine yeah. hours uh, before the until they come home well they really need to get the dog and take a 30 45 minute walk with them so maybe you just need to offer to be their dog walker i think this uh, is what wait, this is turning into um Yes. So, uh, Brayden, you're just joining us. Aaron is becoming a dog walker uh, for his upstairs neighbor, and uh, we're good to go. We are talking about chapter four and five from the book The Outsiders. You can go back and listen to uh, previous episodes on Wed Women Week and uh, uh, time elongated itself uh, <laughs> to see chapters uh, uh, two and three and our first uh, first peek at chapter one and our thoughts about it. So uh, there's a lot that builds up to us. But I'm going to say, last time that we said chapters two and three were my favorite chapters. I like chapter. For actually, I I, take, I I like I like these a lot more. They're definitely building, very actiony, right? It was not uh, <laughs> there was no like downtime really at all ever. It was just no. like, <laughs> yeah. So la- last we left, uh, we had left with the ominous phrase from our boy Pony: uh, "Things got to get better." I figured they couldn't get any worse. I was wrong. Uh, yep. Uh, he, he and Johnny uh, go to the park, and there they're found by drunk socias. And uh, they kind of have some words with each other. Yeah, not many words. It was just kind of straight to <laughs> <just> scuffling, <laughs> right? It's like, it was like yeah. a couple words. Like, yeah. Hey, punk. And then. <laughs> yeah. Like, apparently, apparently being called. I hate you. Trash. And then that was basically it. <laughs> apparently being called white trash with long with hair. Long hair. Is yeah. To, is enough to pee. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, Pony gets 
caught and pulled under uh, and is being drowned in a, a fountain. Is that right? Fountain? Yeah, there's like a fountain there that's for some reason in the autumn coldness. There's a big fountain there. It like an arm bar slams underwater. I think yeah. that's what goes on here. Yeah, and he uh, he comes to and uh, the Soch that was drowning him is lying on the ground behind him and Johnny says, I killed that boy and they uh, they watch all the other Soches kind of run away and uh, they they run for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So we get the payoff to the foreshadowing about Johnny that like whole one chapter ago when <laughs> And he was talking about how he was going to carry a knife and he was uh, not going to let anybody pick on him ever again, ever. I'm never going to, when he says something like, I'm never going to let them do that to me again. Mm-hmm. It turns out he was true. Um, <laughs> as he just stabbed that dude. And then they ran away. So yeah, <laughs> now they're on the run. They sure are. And it's interesting because Again, how how old is Johnny in this? Do we do we remember how old Johnny's supposed to be? I don't. <laughs> He's older than Pony, I think. Right, because Pony's only like fourteen, right? Right. Yeah, he's fourteen. So I guess Johnny's only a couple of years older than he is. Um, and yeah, at this point they run, and I understand. I understand why they run in the context of this story, but obviously in like the other part of my brain reading this, um, going, uh, well, there's, there'll be, you know, there's the, there's the thought of like, well, we'll just say it's self-defense because that's what it was, but it's two greasers against the socias. And then you've got to go, who's going to be believed by whom, by the cops. So, okay. I understand. That's why they ran. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, just because with their prior experience with the police, with all the just random stuff they get up to, you know, and then there's that like societal aspect of like, oh, well, you know, I've never had a good experience with the police. So why would I stay here and try to get myself to the police? Right. Especially 1965 ish police. Right. Which is when this was written. So, like, extra not going to be helpful. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, there is some there's some periods. Uh, and I just looked it up on the, the wiki. Yeah. And Johnny is 15. So, there we go. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So, not a whole lot older. And, again, that's so... It's interesting to me because I'm reading this story and... I don't get that they're 13, sorry, 14 and 15. They, they both seem much, much older as written. Um, but I don't know if that's having, they're from a different time. So this is just kind of what 14 and 15 year olds behave like. Cause I look around me at 14 and 15 year olds and go, Hmm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> For something like this. Well, I think part of it is a, I think some of it could be the the time frame, but 
but I think the other part of it too is uh, they have had a lot of responsibility thrust upon them very early in life. So they act older and they hang out with older people. Like everybody, every other mentioned greaser in the gang is older than them. So they're all like 17, 18 and older. Right. And then like early twenties. So I think part of that is just like, they've kind of developed their personality based on the older influence. And then plus their life experiences have uh, aged them somewhat. They have to act a certain way. They do certain things because of how their life is functioning. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a little of all of those things kind of, they do read as slightly older. Um, I mean, Johnny does a pony. You get mixed bag because he sometimes reads as older and then sometimes he reads as as 14 like when you're in the when he's in like age mode which yeah. we'll get to in a little bit oh my gosh yeah <laughs> he's younger and more vulnerable in those times you know yeah yeah and i i, I think you're you're 100 right so it is a little kind of removed from that time period and removed from the society that they are in as a way of uh, what they've had to experience, see, and how they've had to survive. It's a very different time. So I did have to keep reminding myself while I was reading of like, this is a 14 year old and a 15 year old. Like this is, these are kids experiencing this. Um, so let's see, you know, it was kind of like, okay, let's, let's see how that's going to, to play out. Like, are they going to, continue to be like more adultish or what kind of kid aspects are going to come into play. But I did, I did, I did appreciate whenever he said, um, we need money and a gun, maybe a plan money and a gun, a plan. Where in the world would we get those things? Dally. <laughs> so they go off to see their friend Dally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that. <laughs> yeah. That's also the earlier. Like, who else did they get? Obviously, it's Dally. Like, duh. That's where they call yeah. me. Come on. Yeah. So they, yeah. <laughs> Money, guns, and plans. And that's the thing, right? Like, they go and they find him. He's at some random dude's house. Uh, you get a brief, like, two-sentence payoff of, like, oh, yep, that shepherd guy did beat him up that they were talking to at the movie theater, right? From, like, a chapter ago. When they were talking about, well, Dally gets beat up. He deserves it. Well, Dally got beat up. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's hanging out and they're like, this happened. And he goes, ah, oh, snap. I'll be right back. And he brings him like 50 bucks and a gun. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. okay. Uh... <laughs> and, and actually takes, uh, takes really good care of them. Like, like really like very thoughtful as far as like extra clothes. Uh, like it, it's very interesting how quickly he comes up with this plan and how he equips them for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he had this plan in the back of his mind in case of emergencies just all the time. And he's like, Oh, well, all right, here we go. So the, the plan is give them like, I think it's like 50 bucks, right? Which again, in 1965 dollars is not an insubstantial amount of money to just have, uh, you know, 
<laughs> when milk is like cents, 50 bucks is like, that goes a long way, you know? Yeah. Um, and he tells them, basically, all right, you're going to go to the rail yard, you're going to hop on this train, you're going to go to this town, you're going to get out, and you're going to go to this abandoned church, and then you're going to wait for me there. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Part of me is going, how do you know about this place? What is going on here? That, that so I'm curious my... if we if we ever hear about like why Dally knows about this church. <laughs> I you know right. I was like I'm I am very curious to know if like if he he may be from that area. He may be uh, or has hid out there before. So he's got you know the connections. It would be very interesting for those for those of you who did the quick math in your head. Um, 1965 to modern day has seen a 771% inflation rate. And so $50 is, in modern times, is something like $450 uh, in current currency. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So the He's just like, yeah, I just got that. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Because like now, now people have 50 bucks. Yeah, and so that's very now you expect somebody to have 50 bucks yeah that's not too out of you know it's a little much to just be like in your pocket sometimes but like he's just got it laying around and the implication is there's more of that like just in his drawer somewhere like (laughs) yeah yeah that was good night man (laughs) (laughs) can we get to the, the the train hopping uh where we get a little bit of uh uh I don't know. He doesn't quite get the uh, the daydreaming just yet. Um, I don't know. I guess he does a little bit. Uh-huh. He, he falls asleep, but oh, oh, wait, wait, wait! I, I forgot to say. Forgot to say. Just dreaming um, only. <laughs> just dreaming. The, I've got him back way up here because he. The moment he sees Dally, what are the first thoughts that run through his head? You remember this? This was beautiful. I love this. Okay. <laughs> He starts trying to understand why Cherry no. has, loves him. <laughs> he tries to figure out why Cherry had a thing. Oh yeah, him. that's. What- <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's it. Brought me back to going. Okay, he's a fourteen-year-old. He's a fourteen-year-old because he's trying to figure out. Oh, that I, you know, we just we just uh, yeah. accessory to a murder, and this guy's going to help me. And man, what did she see in you? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like pony this is an emergency what are you talking about come on stop I just, it i had to go i had to make sure i oh man i did that so uh yeah so then they uh then they then they start walking right and they're gonna try and I guess they're gonna talk to a farmer if uh if they need some help finding the mountain yeah, because they, yeah, because they didn't know exactly where they were going. So yeah. he puts on his little kid persona, right? He's like, "Oh, sir, we was just playing soldiers, and I'm supposed to meet up there." So, I, but I don't know where it is. And then he's like, "All right, Johnny, it's over there. Like, let's go." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was another yeah. like he dipped into that little part of him. And he was all like, man, I lie good. Like, there was that little thing. like, oh, why yeah. is lying so easy? Like, why did I? <laughs> yeah. 
is that little reflection moment there. Yeah. As the farmer says, boys will be boys and heads on. And he's like, Oh, it kind of sounds like Hank Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Who he hates, by the way, that's a very important part of this chapter is this (laughs) pony does not like Hank Williams. That comes up multiple times. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So it made an impact on him. Uh, yeah, and then he gets into the, the church, and there's some weird uh, having gone to church, but Soda didn't go with him, and so he'd never he'd, he'd never gone back after he was kind of embarrassed by Two Bit and Soda. Yeah, yeah, because him and Johnny used to go, and then like yeah, Two Bit and Soda came, and they were being ridiculous, and he got embarrassed, and he didn't ever want to go back again. <laughs> And then there's the part where it taught, like right after that, like right at the end of the chapter, he's like, it gave me a creepy feeling. What do you call it? A premonition? And so yeah. now you're like, ah, crud. All right. Oh, no. well, here's some more foreshadowing for you, ladies and gentlemen. Something bad's going on here in yeah. the future. And, and then let me get into chapter five, uh, which, which I will I will also subtitle um, Bologna Sandwiches. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Bologna Sandwich chapter. That's true. Yes. <clears throat> So you can yeah. sing the Oscar Mayer song to yourself, right? Your baloney has a first name. Um, yeah. But he gets, yeah, this is kind of the introspective chapter. It's yeah, kind of the downtime chapter, right? Where it's just him. Well, and he keeps. There's lots of daydreaming, or at least thinking about um, not necessarily alternative futures, but like you know, kind of very into this. Um, I hate highlighted uh you know maybe dally had been killed or something and no one would know i was up here and i'd just die up here alone and turn into a skeleton and he even admits kind of like he has this this chapter is a lot about his overactive imagination thinking a lot about the worst and the what ifs and the the what could be's i was gonna mention that too he just he does that whole thing like what if this happens what if like all forever especially when he wakes up and johnny's gone He's gone right right because johnny's gone to go johnny's remembered oh yeah we need groceries because we have to eat something <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they they disguise themselves because they cut their hair and pony is not a fan of haircuts and bleaching his hair with peroxide he is not enthusiastic and i can only imagine like the visual of like what sort of haircut you can give somebody with a switchblade is uh yeah. it's not good like let's no. just <laughs> no it's not it's not pretty you know you're not going on the runway with it <laughs> no <sighs> but he talks about how it's it's their trademark like we couldn't have corvairs or madras shirt but we could have our hair <laughs> and I, okay, this is really part of your identity here. Um, and then John even mentions, like, it's one of the first things they'll do if we get caught is we're going to have to get it cut anyway. So we just need to cut it now. That's true. <laughs> like, John is basically taking his own ownership. He's like, I don't want anyone else to cut my hair, so I'll do it. Right? That's kind of where he's at. He's in a slightly different place. He's just like, you know, he wants to take that... He doesn't want anybody else to take it from him. He'd rather give it up than have somebody take his hair, right? So Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a lot of exposition here about hair. Um, and, and again, just how mature Johnny is for A, thinking of to disguise them with the different haircuts, and then 
even the notes that he has in uh, uh, Pony has in here about, man, I'm really glad I'm here with Johnny because he remembered to get soap. No one else would have remembered soap. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Because they would have been other things. And then, you know, they move on and then Johnny does have his own breakdown, though. You know, he kind of, he like goes off on, I'm sorry, I had to cut your hair, Pony, like all this stuff. And, you know, he kind of is wrestling with what he did. You know, he's blur. He blurts out like, I didn't mean to, but they was drowning you. And I was so scared, you know, <clears throat> he kind of, he goes through his own kind of thing. He has a He's not like hundred percent stoic here, but no, no, but then he's, he's going through it as well. Yeah, well, they've kind of the adrenaline's coming down, right? You've kind of done all you can. You've you're waiting, and now is when all these emotions are coming out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Pony snaps at him, going, "I'm not 13. I'm 14 uh, for almost a month now, and and I'm in it as much as you are." <laughs> like, like, wow, like, okay, uh, that's, that's kind of some some strong words here. Um, and then they kind of make up, and they say. You know, we're we're not going to cry anymore, are we? You know, we're all cried out, um, and kind of like the res, 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 uh, resolution to that of like, okay, that part's done. Now we just have to get to whatever the next steps are. But I think that's the to me that's a weird spot to be in of the whole like run away and wait and going, okay, like. What's I, I'm sitting here reading this thing like okay, so, like, what's the next step? Dally's going to show up, and then what? Like, are you ever going to be able to go back? Like, what's the what's the whole point in this? Uh, so it'll be for me. It'll be interesting to see how this gets resolved. That's true. But actually, what's next is before any of that could happen. We have to have like reading time with Pony and Johnny, where they're just yes. like. Yeah, we're going to read Gone with the Wind to pass the time. You're like, you're going to read what? Why? (laughs) Why would you do that? So they start, there's a whole more like this weird, like, uh, just a brief, like, few pages of them talking about Gone with the Wind and like about how certain characters are heroic. And he's like, you know, it's weird now. And like, 2021 to hear Johnny be like, I bet them were some good guys. You're like, eh, okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, they remind me of Dally. They're all you know, dashing and tough and everything. And um, charming, you know, so what he says gallant is the other word he uses. I found it here. And they start talking about all that and they're relating members of the gang to with the wind characteristics and then they start looking at the sun some more and he Quotes some Robert Frost poetry. Yeah. <laughs> you you have that thing again where like you know Johnny uh, Johnny's the only one that understands him because oh. you know I can't talk to like this with other guys and you know all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, he quotes that nothing gold can stay, which you know everyone knows that one. No, everyone knows the nothing gold can stay. <laughs> but John, Johnny says. uh I, I guess we're different. And, and Pony says, shoot, maybe they are. And <laughs> this is a bit, I, I, I've had those, those thoughts too of like, who really is? Yeah, right. 
different. And again, that's this whole book is really structured around who and what is different and how do we, what, how do our preconceived notions come into defining that? And then do we even recognize it in ourselves? And this whole like, no, they're the, they're the ones that are different as he blew a perfect smoke ring. Like, okay, that's a bit, a bit pretentious if we're being honest about, about this, but we've all had those thoughts, right? Like it's not, a, yeah. it's not, it's not an abnormal thought to have had. And that's how, that's what, um, that's what like a, a, a high school student, that's how high school students think, you know, that's like straight out of the high school student brain is we're not different. They're different. I'm the normal. You know what I mean? That's like a very pervasive thought for 14, 15, 16 year old people to have. So it's not out of touch really. It's, and so it, it does play quite well for their character because that is a normal thing that people struggle with, right? That is an age group where entity is being created, you know, you, it kind of, it starts a little bit earlier, right? It starts all the way down in sixth grade. Like I see that in my job, but in high school, you're still, you're still kind of like, you're still in this mode of like, who am I? What is my identity? And people, if you spend time in high school, you'll see different people trying on different identities for a while. You know, they switch it up. You know, that's why you have all this weird drama of like, I don't want to hang out with them. They're different now. Because that person's deciding something else. And so they wear different clothes or they start listening to different music. So their identity, finding their identity is is challenging. And it's a thing that all these kids are going through. And that's kind of what he's alluding to here, I think, is <clears throat> there's two you know, not to be like too cheesy about it, but there's like two ponies, right? There's like this internal artistic reading, like literary, like intelligent pony. Which one he actually is and which one he actually wants to be. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's kind of what's coming through in some of these instances. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is a, it is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it really is. A, when it says coming of age story, what what's the com- what's happening here? He he was in a world. He is now in a totally different world where he can kind of um, be who he wants to be or or struggles to be given the circumstances because uh, he's not in the old world under the old constraints. He's in a lot of new constraints as well. But you're right; like it is this uh, kind of tension of, of of what which 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 pony is is he going to ultimately be and and i kind of feel like that there's obviously going to be a uh if not a redemption arc here but a uh you know pony being able to actually my, my i know this is me forecasting here into the future here and predicting of like pony getting out of the the, the uh the greaser life through this and being able to do something different Maybe, yeah, maybe. That's, but, that kind of does seem where I might be leading. Lots yeah. of wait and see, obviously, but that mm-hmm. does that is a a thought of what is to come. You know, 
yeah, what happens to him. But before then, we have to remember that these are children, so they ate all of their candy bars in the first two days. <laughs> Which I was like, oh yeah, again, yeah, your kids. Obviously, and all they're left with is stale bologna sandwiches. And cigarettes. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm imagining the loaf of bologna that they purchased. Ugh. Right? Because you can ever, you can still fight with that sometimes. Like, uncut loaf of bologna. Yeah. And it's really just the most unappetizing thing I could possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which makes sense why he's, <laughs> that's what they had bought. Gets sick every time he thinks about it or even walks past it. And, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine that's all you have. Like, oh my gosh. But then, uh, then Dally shows up after I, I love, I'm sorry, I jumped it, but he's like imagining again, he daydreams so much, which is, it makes it interesting to see how he's processing. Cause when, what I see very, this is like in a very real aspect. Um, when people go through extremely traumatic events, they describe it as people, psychologists describe it as they, like they're looking it through it with the lens of a camera in front of their face. Like they're just watching it. Like they're just a bystander. They're an active member in it. If that makes sense. Like they're just there to kind of categorize the trauma, but they're not the ones partaking in it. Um, I forget what that's called, but it, you know, you can kind of see that where he's like, I, I, I dreamed of the outside world and there was nothing real, but bologna sandwiches and the civil war. And then Dally kind of kicks him in the ribs. <laughs> As he would is want to do. Right. Uh huh. And then, yeah, this whole next exchange is really kind of funny because they're like, Dally, why are you looking so bad? And he's like, oh, you know, no reason. Uh, don't worry yeah. about it. But basically, the implication is Dally got arrested because somebody got killed. And so they're like, oh, we'll arrest Dally. Right. Uh, yeah. Because he's like the known thug, you know, and he was questioned by the police for a long time. And, you know, he was all like, yeah, I ain't seen those boys or I don't know anything about them, but I heard they might be going to Texas. Wink. Right. And then <laughs> that was it. Like, he <laughs> Nice. You know. Smooth. So they, they, the police arrested him and questioned him over this. Because, you know, the, the other sources that got away knew it was Johnny and Pony. But they picked up Dally because... He is an associate of theirs and a super thug. So uh-huh. <laughs> he was arrested and he just sort of like, you know, took the brunt of that from them and sort of like pointed all the cops in the wrong way and then just sort of left. So, like, <laughs> that was kind of a weird, like, thing. Yeah. yeah. And then we, which I thought was, again, the, the 1960s cops of, of how you'd conduct. How you uh, an investigation? You just go and round up all of the known criminals and interrogate them, and then either release them or book them on some other charge that you can cook up, I guess. Oh yeah, it was just talking about you know Dally wouldn't tell Soda where they were because he didn't want like you know number one he's kind of like uh that's what his like code says like I ain't telling nobody anything ever. Plus he also doesn't want. So then be able to like have liability where he actually doesn't know where the kids are. He doesn't have to lie. He doesn't have to do any of that stuff. He doesn't have to get yeah. caught up in this, right? <clears throat> yeah. So 
they just, it's a story from Soda talking about this and I wish you'd turn yourselves in and, you know, you're famous. There's even the whole thing about you in the paper. <laughs> so, so there is no doubt now that this kid did die. Yeah. Right. That's the, the big takeaway here of like, because they did that and they left. And so like, you were kind of like, not sure a little bit, like, did he die or was he just like really hurt? And did the, did the cops or whatever get there in time? No, he's dead. Like this basically mm-hmm. confirms like he's actually dead. Cause you know, Dally even kind of like jokes with Johnny about it. He's like, well, you sure stab people. And he's like, bro, stop it. Why, why would you joke like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And then they go and get, uh, Dairy Queen, <laughs> banana splits. Yes, I yes, a, a like, lot of them. Soda, like or not soda, like P- Pony, like goes on this tangent about like all he wants. He's like been dreaming about Pepsi. Pepsi. That's yes. what he talks about. He's like, oh my god, I just wanted a Pepsi, and it made me think of that song by the Suicidal Tendencies, that institutionalized song, where the part there's a part of that song. If you're not like a punk rock fan, screaming. Like, I just wanted a like he and that's what made me think. Okay, (laughs) like it's pony. (laughs) Yeah, and so yeah, apparently, uh, you can get apparently in 1960s Dairy Queen they had barbecue sandwiches, which is very interesting. Um, That's what I learned from this book, and just like a billion, a billion cheeseburgers and lots of Pepsi. That's what they. Uh huh. And they're just eating. Anything that's and, not bologna, mostly, is what they wanted. And I feel like Dally, I don't know, like, talk about burying the lead or leaving the a very important aspect of this out is the whole, like, oh, yeah, and we're having an all-out war with the socials now, and it's bad. And I'm carrying, uh, he says a heater, I'm assuming that's a gun now. Uh, I didn't look up the lingo for that, but I did. Yeah, it's a gun. Blood. Okay, so it was just like, like, oh yeah, I'm glad you guys are fine. Yes. Um, I remember that from like noir movies, right? That's what like 1940s gangsters call guns, like a pack and eater, boys. Like you know, okay. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Confirm, confirm, fact check, fact check. And uh, he's all like, yeah, no, 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 we're uh, having a war council, and uh, you know, kind of like, oh, just like the good old days from New York when we we're fighting it out, and people are getting jumped all the time, and it's great. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, like. Great. This sounds sounds like it's just really, really bad back at home. Yeah, and the it's you know, it's kinda weird, like, yeah, because Dally's carrying the gun and they're talking about like, yeah, if I was trying to find it, like, if you know we're having this council, just like New York, uh, you know, they're kind of like, Well, we're gonna try to settle this once and for all, you know. <clears throat> oh yeah. If they win, things go on as usual. If we do, they stay out of our territory, but good. That's kind of the the big implication. There's going to be a big rumble, and whoever wins gets like territorial claims and that. So that's kind of what they're what they're fighting for here is they want the socials to leave them alone mm-hmm. and go away. <laughs> Who wants to? And then the chapter ends on the bombshell. The bombshell. There's a. uh, Oh, go ahead. There's a. We got a. We got a mole. We got a mole. Uh, Spy. Uh, Cherry. (laughs) There's a spy. Which I. Which is. I don't. 
I understand how she, I don't understand how she's a spy. I know I'm very confused by this and I would like more information because it's not like she's hanging out. Well, it is the last line of the chapter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't understand. Yeah. So chapter six, I have a lot of questions. I'm like, how is she managed to operate as a spy at when she's a Soch and people know who she, anyway, I was like, okay, this will be interesting. Unless she's, I don't know. I don't know. Why. Yeah. I mean, I imagine she's just like literal sense feeding information about people to them you know yeah yeah i imagine that's what it is we'll have to find out i because the chapter does end mid conversation so it hopefully does. chapter six will give you uh some of the answers you were searching for yeah uh, that's what <laughs> yeah no and it, well and it got me thinking about about her uh her role in this and and you're right like it's leading up to this big rumble of fights who wants to bet that Cherry comes and kind of I don't know say saves the day on the fight because she was in the car still or something nearby and saw the whole thing and she can't stand to see the fight and doesn't want to see anybody gets hurt so she tells the truth and tells everything that she saw and it saves everybody huh huh who's down for that I'm down for that <laughs> I mean that's possible but yeah I'm confused about what her motivations might be. Yes. I, I would do that. You yeah. know, yeah, she kind of, she realized that they were cool and, you know, she kind of enjoyed hanging out with Johnny and pony and two bit and she's in love with Dally, but like, apparently why would she do this whole thing? Like, I don't really understand. <laughs> What yeah. her motivations for doing like for like literally spying. So yeah, that's my big question for chapter six is why she made that. Yeah. What possible reason does she have to do that? Right. So a lot of unanswered questions, but uh it's getting good. I mean it's good. Uh so I'm enjoying it so far. That is true. That is true. I did like these chapters a lot. More. They were real fast reads. Like, I read them like in five yeah. seconds, it felt like. So I was like, oh, okay. Well. And she does have the cliffhanger chapter ending just down to a sign. Right. Like, <laughs> she does. does. It's, it's very easy for her like, to make you want to keep reading. Curses. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Well, that's so, chapters five and six in the book. Literally, literally in the book. No, four and five. Four and five. Ah, what did I read? Yeah, four, four and five. Four and five. Yeah. Chapters six and seven next time. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll make it. Six and seven. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll get some answers. Probably more questions. More foreshadowing. Payoffs to old foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully better internet next week. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> fine. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you why don't you go and fix those wires? Do you think? No, yeah. Good. Sorry, listeners. I apologize. 
that's uh, that's part of the character of the show because you literally never know what you're going to get. And that's and even when we try and play True. the raw quality. Yeah, raw yes. internet in your ears. It's fine. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, well, you guys have a good rest of your evening, and uh, we'll be we'll talk again soon. All right. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. Bye.